Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. I'm Alicia. I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast where we talk about queer women in films inclusively defined. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I had to think for a minute what my line was. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, wait a minute. And then I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly executed. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and today we're talking about, I think, a really nice film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a new one called Mars One. Um, even though I just said it's new, I'm like confused about the date. It's either 2022 or 2023. Um, According to Wikipedia, it's 2022. It might have been released in the U.S. in 2023. And that's what I think, too. Yeah, because it's on Netflix. And that might be just a really recent thing that it's on Netflix. Yeah, um, because as you just said, it was released in the U.S. It's a Brazilian uh, film. Portuguese language. Um, the director is Gabrielle Martins, um, also written by same person. And the um, summary is a middle-class Black family in Brazil copes with the election of a far-right extremist president. The mother believes that she is cursed after an unexpected encounter while her husband puts all of his hopes into their son's soccer career. Mm-hmm. Um, I have problems with this summary. <laughs> I Mostly mean, it's the- not inaccurate. It's just not the whole story. Yeah. The, well, the election of the far-right extremist president part, I didn't feel like that was... Oh, like they were actively grappling with that? Yeah. Yeah, it felt like it was more kind of in the background, like a like a cloud looming over, but they had their day-to-day lives that were like way more present. And I thought it was interesting that, I mean, that's real. It's Jared Bolsonaro. We all know who he is. Yeah. So they don't, um, (laughs) yeah, they don't hide the fact that like they are talking about a real person. Yeah. And they're talking about Bolsonaro. Yeah. Um, Who I read is currently seeking a tourist visa to remain in the U.S. with his BFF. Um, Nice. Yeah, so far. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not going to go down that hole. Okay. <laughs> um, but it does sort of seem like it's not the main, well, it's definitely not the main conflict of the movie. There's a bunch of little conflicts, but that's, it's just sort of like this thing that's happening in the background that sort of feels ominous, especially in retrospect. Like, it's kind of like with Trump. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sucked um, when he was elected, and then it sucked more and more and more and more and more. And like, you know that that's coming for these people too, because Bolsonaro and Trump are one and the same. Cut yeah, from the same they're not the same person, but they're cut from the same. <laughs> Spoiler alert! They're the same person. Spoiler alert! They're the same. This is now <laughs> conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess like in the beginning, mm-hmm. they it's more like prevalent like that kind of like conversation the family isn't saying like oh he's so far right and like outlandish but they are talking like you can hear like the news program and uh the the oldest kid uh the daughter Eunice is like in 
uh, school and they're talking about like the prison system and how it's very similar mm-hmm. to the United States and how yeah. it's, you know, not um, at all ideal. Yeah. <laughs> um, about privatized prisons. Yeah, privatized and, prisons. Yeah, and how... law school, I think, right? I think so too, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then I think like later on in the film, they like, it's kind of peppered mm-hmm. throughout um yeah there's like um tv and radio kind of in the background where they're talking about it and then the dad um works as like a maintenance person at mm-hmm. like a rich apartment complex and they live not in poverty but sort of a little bit on the edge um this family and um one of the new hires at that apartment complex of really rich people that he works at um goes on these tirades these long sort of tirades against the bourgeoisie and um talks about organizing and taking back power and eventually spoiler alert he robs some people who live Mm -hmm. there and the dad kind of like takes the fall for that yeah oh yeah I guess I, I stand corrected I think there's more like it's less overt and I guess Mm -hmm. I didn't like quite realize it but it's like it does stack up as we're talking about it yeah I agree and I kind of like that about it where it's like I don't know like then it's not like oh it's the night of the election and now (laughs) they're like their whole lives came crumbling down on this one night but it's more just about like the social and political implications and how that plays out like on a much smaller scale like within this family and their circles yeah and how insidious it can be yes exactly yeah yeah one you're of the right things i liked about this movie what'd you say it was one of the things i liked about this movie yeah yeah you're right um i liked the subtlety in a lot of different aspects in this it wasn't nothing was so overt that you know i, I didn't feel like knocked over the head with it but mm-hmm. In some cases, it did leave me, like, wanting more, but I was also, like, happy with the ambiguity, yeah. um, which I feel like is really, like, usually not my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, I usually would rather have something not be ambiguous, <laughs> and I was, like, pleasantly surprised with, I don't know, how I felt about it. It was, like, very poetic it was very poetic and at the same time really realistic I felt like um these characters felt like real people and I liked the core family a lot because they were so it's the mom and the dad and then the older sister Eunice and the younger brother Davino who is like a preteen it looks like yeah Um, and it's sort of from him that the title of the movie comes from because he's kind of this really talented soccer player and his dad wants him to become a pro player, but he's just really interested in astrophysics and he wants to be part of this Mars one mission, um, which I was like, was this a real thing? Cause it sounds familiar. And I looked it up and it was a real thing that like went yeah. back in 2019. Um, I did too. I thought yeah. I wasn't sure if it was real or not, but yeah, it's just like a private, a private mission to Mars, like a, in terms of like private funding um yeah this group wanted to colonize mars and this kid 
hears about this on TV and he really wants to go. Um, and so it's about this family and Davino and Eunice, I feel like have a really good relationship. And I really love seeing good sibling relationships because they're not like perfect, but mm -hmm. they really care about each other. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah, they really, they're like each other's cheerleader, I feel like. Yeah. Um, you know, they each confide in each other the kind of like their their secrets. Mm -hmm. Um and they know that like the other one might, you know, razz them for it in a sibling way, but they're like, please don't laugh at me or you know, things yeah. like that. And and they don't. And it's like it's a very sweet sibling relationship mm -hmm. it is and then the mom um works cleaning <clears throat> um and the unexpected encounter that is referenced in the synopsis is that she, it's a really harrowing like I really felt for this mom because it was so terrible like me too in this diner just kind of watching the tv and um, minding her own business and this guy comes in he starts talking about how his wife left him or is cheating on him and he lost everything he lost his job and she's kind of just ignoring him um, and then he pulls out this stick of dynamite um, and he's like we're all gonna go meet Jesus or something and he lights it and she gets really scared and it blows mm -hmm. up but it turns out it's like fake dynamite and it just made a big noise and it was for a prank show that was being filmed yeah but it rattled her so much which makes so much sense like if that happened to me I would definitely <laughs> also be extremely rattled and it yeah stays with her for the rest of the it's she has PTSD from it like she keeps Absolutely. hearing the explosion and um and one of the things that just broke my heart about that is that when she tells her family that night at dinner that that's what happened and then she says it was for a prank show they're they're kind of just brush it off they're like oh that's so funny like mm -hmm. oh you fell for that and I don't know yeah yeah they laugh they laugh yeah, at her and they're like oh that must have been so funny I can't wait to see it online yeah and they're like trying to find it on tv and it's just I feel like I don't know if that really tracks for the rest of the way they interact with each other. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't see that she's like visibly extremely upset and care about her more <laughs> instead of, I don't know, laughing at her. Yeah, it is kind of like an anomaly because they are in all, for all purposes, like a really like loving family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they, that was weird. Yeah. It was a weird um, experience. Like, I think like that's a weird response. I don't think that just for them, like, I think in other families, they might be like that. But yeah. if like, you can see that the mom, um, Tercia, I believe her name is, mm -hmm. um, or Tercia is like, very like visibly still like shaken by it yeah so yeah I don't know why they wouldn't be like are you wrong? okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm so sorry that happened to you type of thing <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and yeah the whole movie um to the point where she yeah she feels like um 
she doesn't say the word cursed but definitely getting those like vibes where she she does say later on in the film bad things are following me Mm -hmm. and she wants to stay away from her family essentially because she believes that she will ruin you know what is um to happen for her son specifically he's going to have like a tryout or something and yeah he's like he's I'm going to wreck it (laughs) if I go um and there are lots of different things within the film that kind of I I guess haunt her in Mm -hmm. a sense Mm -hmm. yeah um should we talk about Eunice and why this why we're talking about this movie because it's a game yeah (laughs) yeah So one of the things I'm not sure if the mom feels like she's haunted by this or it's like one of the like cursed things, but um, is that her daughter is gay or, you know, in the LGBTQ umbrella community. Um, (laughs) The reason why I say that is because she gets this when she sees her daughter and her uh, girlfriend holding hands she has the same wide eyes that she does with like all the explosions and stuff yeah so I'm not sure if that's supposed to be like a like a visual cue mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I had the same thought I'm not sure either but it kind of seems like it but I'm not totally sure yeah I mean later on um when Eunice and her girlfriend are talking about I I love her girlfriend Joanna and yeah. how like um I don't know she's able to read people really well but and she takes like those cues um so basically when Eunice's parents see them hold hands it's not like a great reaction (laughs) um the dad gets angry over like a um a soccer game Mm -hmm. but he might be angry about that yeah you know and it's 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 ambiguous and then the the mom looks like shocked mm-hmm. um and haunted in a sense mm-hmm. and the girlfriend's like yeah I don't think they were pretty like chill with that yeah <laughs> and then but Eunice says oh my mom's fine mm-hmm. and I I think she was like later in the film it's not really like a thing they don't like talk about it mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't know it's funny because um, I found Eunice and Joanna's relationship a little bit like not following a timeline that I could quite follow because they just meet and start making out on a dance floor. Unless I don't know if they knew each other before that, but it didn't seem like it. It seemed like they were strangers. They were just. It seemed club. like, yeah, it seemed like they were strangers. Yeah. Um, and then like very quickly after that they talk about moving in together and they start looking for an apartment and Eunice sort of announces at the dinner table that she's gonna move out um and her family doesn't really want her to do that um but they don't know she says she's gonna move in with a friend they don't know that it's um a girlfriend yet at that point yeah but at the same time they're going out to dinner with Joanna's parents and are very open and her parents are just like there's nothing with them that makes it feel like they're not cool with it they're just yeah. like a normal 
couple. Yeah, Joanna's family seems to be in a different higher socioeconomic oh, class yeah. as well. Yeah, they definitely are. So like they're and they're very accepting of Joanna being like lesbian, bisexual, whatever, queer. Mm-hmm. Um to the point where they are actually a bit shocked that um Eunice hasn't taken Joanna to see to meet Eunice's parents Mm -hmm. they're like what's up with that yeah um but Eunice never says out loud in the film like well I'm not out to my parents Mm -hmm. um and she doesn't really come out she just invites Joanna over because when her mom is like well well both parents are like we have to meet who you're gonna live with Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then they see them hold hands. That's yeah. like the whole process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm trying to gather my thoughts about it because yeah. it's like, it's different, but I don't know if it's refreshing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like we don't spend a lot of time with them, like, establishing their relationship, which I think is what feels a little bit jarring to me, where it's like, I mean, classic lesbian, right? Like, you can call <laughs> a second date or whatever, but it just feels a little rushed. But I also don't know how much time has gone by. Yeah, um, it's hard to, time is hard to gauge in this film. Yeah. Um, I was confused about that, too, because I thought things were, like, moving very quickly, Um, And there are some time markers. So like Christmas happens. Right. And then there's also an event that Davina wants to go to. That's a lecture with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson in February. Um, So in between, well, before Christmas, she tells her family that she's going to be moving. Mm -hmm. And before the February event, she moves. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know when they, when Eunice and Joanna met. So yeah. it is like, yeah. it's confusing. There's not a lot of time markers here mm-hmm. um, and everything. Like if we didn't have those dates, it could have all happened in like a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very confusing. Yeah. Um, well, the event that Davina wants to go to with Neil deGrasse Tyson, the sort of climactic conflict is that it's the same day as that tryout for the soccer thing um, that his dad is really excited about. And he gets that because um, in that apartment complex that the dad works at is like a famous soccer player. And that guy's based on a real guy. <laughs> I looked it up. Oh, um, really? Real, yeah, Argentinian soccer player. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I don't think it was actually him in the movie, but I'm not totally sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, Davino just like, he wants to go to the Neil deGrasse Tyson lecture instead, but he ends up breaking his leg um, and not being able to do either. <laughs> yeah. And in a sense, it almost feels like it's purposeful. Like yeah. he wants to break his leg. Mm-hmm. Or he wants to hurt himself in some way because, um, you know, he's struggling with 
telling his dad that he doesn't want to play soccer professionally. He doesn't want this to be, it's not going to be like his life's passion. Like he likes soccer, but physics and science and space, that's more like his jam. And that's what he wants to pursue. Um, But he ends up like looking down at this like hill when he's on his bike and he's like I think he feels like he can find a way out Mm -hmm. and and he does it um there's a lot of complexity to that character um that I wish in a sense I don't know if like Eunice is as complex as the rest of her family I think I think uh, the mom and the son are the most complex characters. Yeah. Um, I- and then the dad, Wellington, and the daughter, Eunice, they, they're kind of like off to the side, I feel like. Mm-hmm. We don't get to know them as much. Like Wellington has his kind of, his, the main of his, the main like chunk of his story kind of comes in at the end. Yeah. Um, and it has to do with, you know, when Davino breaks his leg and he gets fired for his coworker stealing all the stuff. And, um, you know, he, he kind of has like a 180 um, yeah. real quick. He's everyone's telling him that he's being an asshole and like <laughs> pressuring his kid. Um, yeah. yeah. And he just kind of like turns around. He's like, oh, my son loves space instead. <laughs> It's like, well, if you opened your eyes a little bit, you would have probably noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a little bit, a little bit self-involved and kind of like projecting onto his kids. But I think that's a very common thing. Yeah. Parents to do, especially in movies, but also in real yeah. life. What I did like was, I think Davino finds courage in mm-hmm. Eunice. Yeah. Um, Based on how Eunice seems to be you know completely unafraid to um almost defy her parents defy like cultural norms to like stay with your parents until you're married mm-hmm. um things like that and it it gives him the courage to finally tell his dad like I don't like what if I don't want to do soccer forever yeah um and even though it's you know a bit shot down I think it takes a lot of courage for a kid to like finally tell their parents you know I don't want to do what you want me to do yeah I'm my own person mm-hmm. so I yeah. I love that part of the movie I do too I really like Davino's character I think he's my favorite character I think so too and like I would say this this film is definitely within the sphere of LGBTQ films but yeah, the if you're looking for a movie that has like, it's not, well, I don't know. Eunice is like a main character, yeah. but it's an ensemble movie. Yes. So right. like, you really will only get like a quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's her. Yeah. <laughs> if that. Yeah. Um, but it has good chemistry though. The, mm-hmm. the two women, Eunice and Joanna. Oh yeah. There's a sex scene in this film. I forgot about that yeah um you know, it's kind of it's kind of a subtle like quiet one <laughs> yeah yeah I thought it was like really sweet and the chemistry was 
well done um yeah between the two actors um yeah I think it's just more of a like a more of a subtle storyline yeah which is like great in one sense Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I guess like I'm like debating because I feel like this is what we've been asking for yeah you know something like this not just you and me no the queer community as a whole the royal (laughs) um but then you know I I see it in a film and I'm like oh well I want more of that (laughs) but also I love like Divino I could have watched this movie for um like I I could have watched them do more stuff yeah. basically yeah. um all the characters really i thought it it was pretty interesting yeah i really liked this movie um, thumbs up. <laughs> what'd you say thumbs up thumbs up yeah and there's like a lot more to the film like like i said it's an, an ensemble cast there's a lot like each person has their own battles that they're dealing with like um wellington has um he's sober he goes to aa meetings um he breaks his sobriety um you know he has a lot going on um just like the rest of the characters mm-hmm. um but it's not necessarily toward the end um the thing that i found was just very poignant about this film is that it could have been like very after school specially mm-hmm. it's like and this is why you shouldn't uh i don't know pressure your children (laughs) um but instead it was just more like subtle and and sweet yeah subtle and sweet I think is those are good descriptors and I also feel like it was a really good kind of slice of life movie that was interesting like yeah it was subtle but like you care about these characters mm-hmm. and the context that they're living in is also subtle, but it's part of why you care about them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a bit of like history that was a bit lost on me in terms of like um, the cultural um, importance of like Black Brazilians mm-hmm. um, in Brazil there's a sweet scene between um Davino and his mom talking about like their grandfather's belongings and like his old razor and you know his uh what is it called like shaving cream brush or whatever and um they talk about how like they used to dance in clubs that only played black music and um so I think there might be some cultural stuff that's lot like I said lost on me because <laughs> I'm not a Brazilian and I don't know the importance of you know what it means to be black in Brazil mm-hmm. um and yeah. really what that has to do with like Bolsonaro's regime mm-hmm. you know so yeah, I think you can guess at things but yeah I'm not super educated on it yeah And like I said, this movie is very subtle. So like for someone who doesn't know the cultural context, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you can assume little things, but you might not understand like the full um, understanding. 
Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was really more, good. More it wasn't us to do. What'd you say? More reading to do. Yeah. And at the same time, like it might not have been made for someone like me yeah. and that that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely two thumbs up. I don't know if I would watch it again. I think I might, mm-hmm. um, but I would definitely highly recommend it. Yeah. I think it's really sweet. Same. Yeah. I really liked this one. And definitely I love the movies we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved the end where, um, you know, the dad, after he has a change of heart and they're all, they're all outside and Davino's made a telescope yeah and they're laying outside on these chairs and looking up at the stars after they just um look through them in the telescope and Eunice is like oh Davina wants to go on the Mars One project and they talk a bit about that and the dad says how do you participate is it expensive and Davino <laughs> says millions of dollars <laughs> and the dad says we'll find a way yeah um which I think is really sweet coming from like you know this middle class family that is now a one-income household and Mm. they are really like paycheck to paycheck living and yeah he he's still focusing his attention on his kids and Mm -hmm. what his kids want yeah which is good really sweet yeah. I love a family that loves each other. I know. It's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice. Also, uh, there's an awesome scene where Davina, um, or not Davina, what am I saying? Davina. <laughs> <laughs> the mom, Tertia, or Tertia, um, sees the guy that was like the original prankster. Uh-huh. she like beats the shit out of him and i was like or not beats the shit out of him she takes his camera and breaks it yeah and i was like yeah i would do that too uh-huh because he deserved it yeah like pranks shouldn't make people feel traumatized i know uh i don't like pranks like in general but that mm. was a particularly cruel one yeah it's true i used to love shows like punked i thought they were like funny mm-hmm. but as a kid and now i'm like oh well the part that made it funny is that like embarrassing other people or making yeah. people feel scared when they didn't ask to be scared or you know yeah um, fooled so yeah i know i i hate it yeah <laughs> whereas like the other instance of sarah paulson walking through a haunted house on ellen oh i didn't see that but i assume it was so was funny involved. <laughs> i think they did it multiple times because she just oh, like, really? has the best like scream and she's oh, gonna look that up so funny <laughs> i love that i'll have to send you some um so yeah any final thoughts um not really i would just say i recommend this movie it's on netflix check it out it's like an hour and 40 ish um so not too bad not too long yeah felt yeah. really good mm-hmm. i agree watch it and um for any brazilian viewers um if there's any other like information that we missed let us know and by viewers i mean listeners 
<laughs> yep. Viewers of the film, uh-huh. listeners of this podcast, <laughs> um, let us know. Um, I'd love to know more about the, you know, maybe the cultural context that I missed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can do that by emailing us at galpalswatch at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, still on Twitter <laughs> at galpalswatch. And Instagram at galpalswatch. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and keeping it hella gay.